The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses to these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands, and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up to heaven. They did him homage and then returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continuing in the temple, praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. Have you ever asked yourself, or perhaps maybe you've been asked by a a non-Catholic friend, or acquaintance, why we as Catholics repeat the Mass over and over and over again. You could say, on one level, you know that Jesus died on the cross, so we don't have to. Jesus went up to heaven to open up eternal life. He suffered, so we don't need to suffer Amen, alleluia, let's just praise and worship God for all time and then go to heaven. And then you would be able to say, well, what's the purpose of then offering a sacrifice again and again and again and again? Well, I I think we can answer that question. And, And so if you haven't had any coffee yet this morning, I'm just warning you that Uh, Just enjoy the moment, but this might be a lot all at once, all right? Because one of the things I learned in the seminary was that the ascension of Jesus meant a whole lot more than Jesus just saying, goodbye, have fun, I'll see you up there, right? That's not what the ascension's about. That sort of is part of it, but there's a whole lot more to it. And to understand it, we read from the book of Hebrews today, and that was our second reading, it's certainly one of the the letter to the Hebrews is very complex and sophisticated. So when you read it, it doesn't always seem to make sense. But we read something in in chapter 9, verse 24, that Christ did not enter into a sanctuary made by human hands, but he went before the Father to intercede on our behalf. So the Hebrews is saying to those first century Jewish people, the reason it was written, or one of the reasons it was written, was to make sure that those Jewish Christians recognized that Jesus is the high priest. And they were accustomed to the high priest. It began back in the days of Moses. So let's go to Exodus for a moment, that book. Everything kind of reads like a great story they escape from Egypt there's the plagues the pharaoh the chariots the Red Sea and they get across and and then at a certain point they get to Mount Sinai 
And Moses goes up to talk with God, and God gives him the Ten Commandments, and then he gives them a very long list of instructions on how to build a temple. And those instructions might not be uh, very exciting to read, right? Because they're very detailed. But at the end, God says to Moses, now as you're going down, build the temple according to the pattern you have seen. So there is an idea, and this is important, for the Jewish people, Moses on Mount Sinai had a glimpse and saw the heavenly temple in the heavens. And he was supposed to build a replica or a copy of that on earth. And first it was that meeting tent that they would sort of move from place to place. And then it became the temple in Jerusalem. Now over time the Jewish people had been offering sacrifices there. And, and then they lost the Ark of the Covenant that was in the Holy of Holies. And then the presence of God left the temple and... And they were starting to get worried because they realized something wasn't right, something wasn't complete. And then these prophets started coming from God saying, you know, God doesn't really need all the blood of those sacrifices. God doesn't really need bulls and rams and goats and sheep. And, and he, but the prophets didn't really say what was next, right? So the Jewish people were suffering having only a shadow of a temple. All right, now let's fast forward to the time of Jesus. Jesus offers his sacrifice as the high priest. And the sacrifice that we offer has to go to God. And the Feast of the Ascension is that moment when Jesus enters into eternity to stand before God and offer himself on our behalf. That's a lot of theology there. It means that one of us, Jesus who became man, who's our head and we are his body, went up to heaven into the real temple, the true temple, and offered the most beautiful sacrifice we could offer, which was to offer himself to the Father. Okay, so here's where we need the coffee to kick in, because this is going to get even deeper. When Jesus leaves the earth, he leaves time and enters into eternity. And there's a big difference between being in time and being in eternity. For us, there was a yesterday and there will be a tomorrow. And we talk about things in history and we make plans for the future. But when you're in heaven, you don't think of yesterday and tomorrow. Everything is always today. There's no real before and after. It's always now, today. For God, he sees everything at once. For God, history is all at once happening and that can answer our question about whether we just repeat over and over the same thing. Because we are now a new temple. We are the mystical body of Christ. When we enter into our Catholic Mass, we are stepping as well into eternity. Because one of us is up there. Our high priest is there. And we're not repeating that sacrifice. We're re-entering into the mystery. We're representing the sacrifice. For us, it looks like we're repeating it. Because we did say Mass yesterday and the day before, and we will say Mass tomorrow, and we're saying Mass today. But when we said Mass yesterday, we actually said Mass in the today of yesterday, and tomorrow we're going to say Mass in the today of tomorrow. I hope I didn't lose many of you there, because that was 
kind of crazy to think about. That's why we call our liturgy, it becomes a cosmic liturgy, which means it combines eternity and time together. And that's why our churches are designed that we have a, the front doors, you open them up and there's a meeting room, a narthex where you, you get ready to transition into the temple and you might say hello to friends and greet people and take off a coat or put away an umbrella, use the restroom and you get ready to enter into the temple where you use the holy water. And that's why in our temple it's a sacred place. We don't just chit chat with our neighbor we're here to be with God as a community of worship and we're entering into heaven. So the Catholic Mass is never just a repeat of a repeat of a repeat. It's a reliving and a representation of a mystery that's going on for all time and eternity. Now let's, let's land that because that was a lot of theology and it's nice to say on Sunday morning, but you know, we're going to have to go back out there and face traffic and Memorial Day and all that fun. And what does it mean for us as well? Well, there's something else here that's very important. We don't just enter one foot into heaven when we come into the church. As Christians baptized, we all already begin to live the divine life with one foot in heaven. And through our baptism, we know that we all begin to participate in the priesthood of Christ, which means we can do priestly things and from the beginning of the old testament the priest's role was to offer sacrifice to god and we all can do that here because we all have sacrifices in our lives we all have crosses to carry when you offer up a sacrifice you're doing a priestly act that now means something because it's truly being offered to the father through christ and so for for parents that sacrifice so much for their children, the parents who've brought your little ones in today for their first communion, you've made a lot of sacrifices along the way. And those sacrifices have been offered through your own baptism to bear fruit. And now you see the beauty of your children reaching this milestone. And spouses to love each other as Christ loved us, that's a sacrifice. It's a beautiful Christian way of living and loving. And every day there's opportunities to do something priestly, which is offer those sacrifices to the Father. So this becomes something very beautiful because our lives are no longer just little accidental occurrences through time. We're not just here by accident. It's not that God is up there having a nice time and we're down here suffering. It's we're already beginning to live heaven on earth. When Christians live as Christians should, heaven begins to exist on earth and where Christians do not do that where they're just pretending to be Christian on Sunday and pagans for the rest of the week we know what that turns into and so my brothers and sisters today let us pray that our own priestly and prophetic baptismal grace that we receive will be in act in our life and let us give thanks for these great complex for sure, but these deep and great mysteries of our faith. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.